Hello and welcome back to the Sports with Shibs podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shabilsky, a.k.a. Shibs. My podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we have made it to a Friday, folks. Happy Friday to everyone out there. We have a great episode for you today. So, kicking off today's episode is a tiny review of last night. Along with the picks that I have for this week. So, uh, the Eagles did end up winning. They are now 8-0. and Philly is on a roll. The Texans didn't look too bad, though, I thought. I thought they played very good for what cards they are dealt with. So, the Eagles did keep the streak alive and solidified my pick for the week. And then that's the next thing that we have to do is go over my picks. Uh, so, the Thursday night game, I had the Eagles over the Texans. Uh, Colts at Patriots. Ah. So, before I get into who I picked and everything and why, I just want to let everyone know that this is a week where I think any team could win, really, in most of the matchups. It's one of those weeks where it's going to be like either 50-50 for the for the end of the week, like the total for me, or it's gonna be lopsided on. I put I picked every single team that I thought would win the fifty fifty, and it was the opposite. Or it could be the other way, where I thought I picked every team that could win in the fifty fifty. So Colts at Patriots, I picked the Patriots. This is a matchup I could see the Colts winning. Um, I'm just picking the Patriots because they have been looking okay recently, so, yeah. Uh, the Packers at Lions, I'm picking the Packers, uh, even though I still think the Lions could win. They did just trade their starting tight end, so I'm not quite sure what they were doing there. So, yeah, I'm going to pick the Packers in this one. They need to get a win, and I think this is where they can start. Uh, the Chargers at Falcons. No, I don't know why I did that. I have... The Falcons highlighted, but I meant to pick the Chargers. I'm picking the Chargers in this one. Uh, Herbert uh, and company, I think, are going to be beating the Falcons. Yeah, I I just think that the Chargers have a better roster than Falcons right now. Uh, Bills at Jets. I'm picking the Bills. Um, This is a game where the Jets could surprise you. Um, I think it could happen where the Jets would – or, like, I'm not going to say they're going to win. I think they'll be, like, a touchdown down or two touchdowns down. It's not going to be a blowout is what I'm saying. But I do think the Bills will get a win. Vikings at Commanders, this one's pretty – in my opinion, it should be a one-side game. I'm picking the Vikings. Uh, the Panthers at Bengals. I'm picking the Bengals over the Panthers, even though – this season, the Bengals haven't been too hot, and the Panthers have gotten wins when they shouldn't have and lose when they should have. So I'll pick the Bengals and expect the worst. Raiders at Jaguars. I think this is the first time I'm selecting the Raiders ever. Uh, I just don't think the Jaguars have that good of a roster right now, and I think the Raiders are just a bit better of a team. Dolphins at Bears. I'm picking the Dolphins. This one's pretty uh, self-explanatory. Even though the Bears did just add Chase Claypool, um, I still think the Dolphins have the two best receivers in the league. 
uh, when combined on the field together with Waddle and Hill. Uh, that one-two punch is quite amazing. Seahawks at Cardinals. I'm picking the Cardinals, um, but I could see the Seahawks easily winning. So it, it's just all about preference, and I think the Cardinals have been playing it slightly better. So although the Seahawks are in the lead, so this is kind of an upset that I'm choosing here, but we'll see what happens. Rams at Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady and the Bucks will get a win here. I think this will be their turnaround for the rest of the season. Um, a huge win against the Rams can help uh, mor- morale in the locker room. Uh, the Sunday night game, uh, Titans at the Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs to win. Uh, even though the Titans did just announce that Malik Willis will start, I still think the Chiefs are going to win. And then for the Monday night game, Ravens at Saints. I'm picking the Ravens. Saints have a lot of injuries this week, so I'm going to stick with the Ravens. And then the Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, and Niners are all on bye this week. So, yeah. Our next story is Kyrie gets suspended from Nike. Um, and they will not drop a new signature shoe for Kyrie. Uh, Nike suspended its relationship with Kyrie Irving and will not be releasing the upcoming signature shoe, the Kyrie 8, the company announced Friday. Uh, Nike, they released a statement about hate speech and they don't condemn it. And we condemn any form of anti-Semitism. My bad. I didn't read. And then Nike's decision comes one day after the Nets suspended Irving for at least five games, which he failed to disavow anti-Semitism following a Twitter post. Irving apologized for the post and subsequent failure to speak out against anti-Semitism hours after Brooklyn suspended him. Nike began working with Irving in 2014, and the All-Star has become one of the highest-selling athletes on the brand's roster. His deal is reportedly worth approximately $11 million per year with Nike. And does this shock me? No. Is this a step in the right direction that everyone's taking against Irving? Yes. This is exactly what we need to do. Um... Ultimately, you need to treat him like a human, right? And as a human, he made a poor decision. Just like an owner. He's a human. We treat him like a human. He did a poor decision. So the right thing to do is for him to sell the team, which he is trying to do. Um, Same thing with Ukta for the Celtics. We We treat him like a human so that he understands what he did wrong. The thing about Kyrie, though, that makes me scared is I don't think he understands what he did wrong because in his apology, it seemed like it was forced and it seemed like he didn't care to apologize. So I just want him to realize what he did wrong and try and learn from it because, after all, we do need to learn from our mistakes. And that's probably the biggest thing that I have a takeaway from this after sitting on it for two days and listening to it unravel uh, really three days now and listening to it unravel. And I think the biggest thing that he needs to do is learn from this and understand that there is consequences in the real world. Uh, We don't live in a fantasy. So that's probably the biggest thing that I can say about that. 
So next I have a question that I actually wanted to look into and discover. And the score, which I use most of my sources for, has incredible stories every day. Um, that's mostly where all the content comes from on my show. Uh, huge shout out to the show, the score. Um, yeah, they have incredible stories, and I highly recommend you download the app because their content is very good and very reliable too. So the question that I had um, is, what makes the Bucks the best team in the NBA right now? And the score has an amazing article, which is they think that Brooke Lopez and his interior defense remains the Bucks' secret sauce. They think that Brooke Lopez has got the sauce. If you know that song, you're a legend. So um, the biggest concern probably for the Bucks into the season was um, the age and overall health of Brooke Lopez. Um, he's been an integral part of the offense and defense for the Bucks. And he's been taking a huge, uh, huge workload in the last couple seasons with the Bucks. Like, he's been playing a lot. And uh, they say that, well, seven games into the new season, Lopez's interior defense somehow looks more imposing than ever. Like I mentioned uh, earlier that earlier in the podcast where Lopez has been averaging three and a half blocks a game, which is nuts. And the Bucks are 7-0, and now uh, 8-0, which I'll, I'm going to mention that later. And still, they don't have Chris Middleton. And they once again own the best defensive rating in the league, which is incredible and unbelievable. Uh, Middleton is a huge help to the defense as well. If you don't watch the Bucks, you should, because they're a great two-way team. Uh... Yeah, I mean, Lopez is just incredible when he plays. He cleans the glass. He, he He's just... And the thing about Lopez, too, is that his nickname is literally Splash Mountain because he can he can literally do what Chris Stops Porzingis did with the Dallas Mavericks when uh, Rick Carlisle was the coach. So Chris Stops would inbound the ball to Luka, and he would trail. And Luka would go one way... And then he'd kick out to Porzingis at the top of the key because uh, Luca would try and draw a double, a double team right away, and Kristaps would most likely be open at that key. And the the Mavericks uh, two years ago, no, last year, had the mo- had the highest points per possession in the league because of that. And then they they traded Porzingis away, and then they had to find a new guy to do to fill that gap. And that's basically what Lopez does with the Bucks. When uh, every so often possession, he'll be that trailer, and then it's either Giannis or Holiday or when Middleton plays, when he plays, when he's healthy. They usually do that with him, and he usually splashes, hence the name Splash Mountain. Um, yeah, he's, it's just insane how a seven-footer can be so reliable, so dependable, and continue to play at such a high level at such an a, a at, at an aging age is what I should say, an aging career. 
Um, I highly recommend you check out this article. There's a ton of stuff that dives into the Bucks, but the big thing that I wanted to mention was Brooke Lopez and his play this year because he's been incredible. Um, he's been a, he's been really fun to watch, and even though we're only eight games into the season, roughly with the Bucks, uh, you have to think of a little bit of managing his time wiser, just trying to not get him hurt as much this season because. I believe he's still signed through this year and next year. So if you really want to make an impact, like I would take some minutes off of him when they start getting really hot. And then, yeah, like start easing him back into that high profile role that he knows. But even right now, if, if he's comfortable with the minutes, like let him have it, like let him, let him feed, just, just let him eat inside. And man, he, he's just, it's a, it's a, it's really amazing to see this uh these stories like this like last year the big story was DeRozan being the next MJ with the Bulls cuz they have such comparable games 90 style basketball more uh mid-range shooters and then DeRozan was going off for over half the year he was incredible and yeah it's just these stories are always reoccurring and it's really cool to see like that veteran get get that spotlight a little bit. So I just wanted to put some light on Brooke Lopez this season so far. Uh, something else about old heads and returning, uh, Jimmy Johnson, and no, not the head coach, the former head coach of the Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR driver, is returning as part owner and driver. Um, this is awesome to me because Jimmy Johnson is my favorite NASCAR driver of all time. Jimmy Johnson's NASCAR retirement and IndyCar experiment lasted a little bit over two years, two seasons. The seven-time NASCAR champion is returning in 2023 to the series that made him a global motorsports star. As the part owner of Petty GMS, he'll also enter about five cup races. He'll start out at Daytona. That'll be his season opener where he's won that race twice. Uh, he is honored and thankful to be a part of it. Um, his car number and sponsors and maybe even the current Petty GMS name are all a work in progress for Johnson. Um, his bucket list is the Coca-Cola 600, a race he's won four times. Uh, he'd love it if NASCAR made him eligible for the 2023 All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Carolina. Uh, he still wants to do the double of the Indianapolis 500 and Coke 600 on the same day, but he's on hold as it's kind of difficult to do that because the all-star race would also conflict with the Indy 500 qualifying days. Um, Johnson said he had no talks with Hendrick Motorsports about ownership opportunities as the GMS deal came together. Out of the blue, he told the AP alerted Rick Hendrick and Jeff Gordon of his plans. Johnson drove 20 years for Hendrick and won 83 cup races in the number 48 Chevrolet. His seven championships tie him with Rick, Richard Petty and the late Dale Earnhardt, both Hall of Famers. Um, so I guess the biggest thing for me is what car number is he going to drive? 
What sponsor will he have? Because I always remember him in the Lowe's car. Um, later in his career, he had a different sponsor, but he's always been number 48. And I wonder what car number he'll get along with who will sponsor him, really. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see Jimmy Johnson back. Um, I think he wants to try and beat Petty and Earnhardt, quite honestly. That'd be kind of cool if he does. But, I mean, tying with two of the greatest NASCAR drivers of all time is still really good, too. And now it's time for Shibs Stat of the Day, Stat of the Day. Shibs Stat of the Day, Stat of the Day. Here comes that Shibs Stat of the Day. Nikola the Joker Jokic passes Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain on most triple doubles by a center. That's your Stat of the Day. And now for the final rundown, Clay Thompson might not be seen playing back-to-backs. Uh, all 30 teams will be on in action for the NBA on Monday, and you can watch them free on the NBA app. The Bucks continue their undefeated streak at 8-0. Giannis had a triple-double. Jeff Bezos is interested in purchasing the Commanders with Jay-Z. And then on this day in sports history... In 1996, Derek Jeter wins the AL Rookie of the Year. A little recap on the day. Uh, We talked about the recap of the Eagles-Texans game. My picks for the week. We had Kyrie Irving, a reoccurring thing happened here. For the third day in a row, we talked about him and how he finally got suspended from Nike for a little bit. Uh, I wanted to find out what made the Bucs the best team in the NBA right now, and Brooke Lopez is um, one of the answers. Uh, Jimmy Johnson returns to NASCAR. Huge topic, especially for me. Huge fan of Jimmy Johnson. Uh, We had one play of the day and one stat of the day, and then our final rundown. Um, I'm pretty happy about today. A lot of content in there. Uh, A lot of good, good quality stories for it. With that being said, that will conclude the Sports with Shibs podcast for the week. I hope you have a fun and safe weekend. You can join me again on Monday. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Dylan Shibs Shibilski, signing off for the week. I hope you have a great rest of the weekend. Stay safe. I'll see you again Monday.